Welcome to Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast, where we talk all things parenting, life, and life changes. We're your hosts, Loren and Barb, and this podcast is for any woman of any age who loves to laugh at themselves and at life. And we want to hear your crazy stories too. So join the conversation by following us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two, menopause, or on our personal pages at all of the F words and Southern Blonde Chic. It's real conversation between friends. So let's dive in. What's up, guys? It's Loren. I am flying solo today for Mommyhood to Menopause. And it has been a mommyhood week. Barb wasn't able to make it this week. She had a lot going on. So that is why it is just yours truly today. But I figured a lot is going on in my life and I should probably catch you up on quite a bit too because the last time you heard from us, we were anticipating Elena's departure, which is our au pair, and we were awaiting Laura's arrival. And I figured I would kind of run you guys through that whole process because now looking back, I would say, I hate to say traumatic, right? Like that sounds so dramatic. But in Elena leaving, I personally went through like a five-day lull where I didn't want to do anything. I felt kind of depressed. And as I'm, you know, pulling myself out of this, I also have to turn over Alina's room for our new au pair, Laura. Now, let me run down for you what an au pair is in case you're new here and you're like, I don't know what that is, Lauren. Sounds like a fancy nanny. It's just a fancy word for childcare, right? It is someone who comes and lives with you in exchange for childcare. Now, when Cash was first born, we had a longtime local nanny and we loved her. It was an older woman. She was kind of like a grandmother figure to Cash. But I realized that I was not overspending because we were just paying the local minimum for childcare, but it's expensive. And if you have someone who comes to your house and takes care of your kids or you drop them off to maybe like a nanny share or something like that, you know, the going rate is pretty expensive for childcare. And when my nanny rolled up in a Mercedes Benz, I realized that I was probably not overspending, but I was spending a pretty penny on childcare. The au pair system is where someone from another country between the ages of 18 to 26 comes to live with you in exchange for childcare. So you provide their room, their board, food, possibly a car, possibly a cell phone if you have the means to. And in exchange, they can work 45 hours a week of childcare. Now, You don't have to use all 45 hours, but regardless, I think the national minimum that you pay them per week is like 189 or 195 or somewhere right in there. That's their weekly rate, whether they work 10 hours or 45 hours. We happen to give our au pairs a little bit more so that they can put away extra money for taxes when April comes around. But we tell them like, hey, you probably need to put like 20 bucks into a savings account for April because you are going to have to pay on what you're making. And then when April comes around, they have, you know, because they've put away some money, they have their taxes to pay. But in the meantime, 
you know, we were looking for somebody who Elena has she really set the bar high and I really admire Laura for coming in here after Elena because she did she does have some big shoes to fill and she's only been here for two weeks at this point but when Elena left like I said I was kind of going through this like little depression because Elena was not only our child care provider but my best friend. And I went from being with somebody 24 seven, like we lived together to not being able to see her at all. And yes, we have like FaceTimed every single day and talked through WhatsApp. But it's hard when you don't have that like connection in person. So I was kind of going through it. I could tell the kids were really thrown off. Cash was having, you know, some meltdowns. And he kept saying, I'm sad, I'm sad. And I was like, buddy, what are you sad about? Because I was trying to pull it out of him without me putting in his head that he was sad because Elena left. And he just didn't know how to articulate that. But I could tell something was up. So I planned a family staycation for our family to go up to Lake Normand. And I had no idea that there was a vacation market here in Charlotte. Uh, You know, when I think staycations. I think of Uptown Charlotte and hotel rooms. While this company, I'm not sponsored by them, by the way. I just thought they were really cool and I, I wanted to share that. But it's called Southern Charm Vacations and they have properties all over Lake Norman and Asheville. Like that's what they specialize in. And it's so cool. It's like Airbnbs, but with an Airbnb for me, I've had some bad experiences because, you know, every Airbnb has a different level of cleanliness. They have different people taking care of the properties. So sometimes what you see online isn't typically what you get in person. And over Christmas, I had to rent an Airbnb for my brother and Elena in Fort Lauderdale. And the place wasn't like super tidy. We had to have, like, I called the owner and I was like, Hey, this is during COVID. Like this place is not clean. And I need you to send somebody over. I don't want to be Karen, but you know, in the middle of a pandemic, the house should be clean when we check in. So when there's piddles of pee on the toilet seat and the coffee machine hasn't, you know, the water hasn't been changed and it's looking a little funky and that kind of stuff. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you're going to have to send somebody back over here. But anyway, with Southern Charm, it was great because it's, it's a local family owned company. They're small and it's one group that manages all these houses. So they all have the same level of clean. They all have the same level of, you know, professionalism and it's, it's a very individualized thing. So like when I went on the website, I had questions about the property. We had like, it was going to be us and another family who's a really good friend of ours going to this house, plus my mom, her boyfriend, and my brother. And I was like, gosh, we have like, I think 14 or 15 people. And I was like, there's no way we're going to find a house that sleeps this many. And I happened to find a house on their website that slept 17. And I had some questions about the property. Well, there's an actual phone number on the website. So it's not like Airbnb where you have to like email back and forth and DM and try to figure things out and, you know, locations and that sort of stuff. So I actually could talk to somebody live and in person and I was like, oh, perfect. But our stay was phenomenal. 
when we checked in, you could tell that somebody had walked through and changed things and made sure everything was really tidy and really clean. The bedding was, you know, impeccable. And we had a really, really good time. Our house had a whole game room downstairs. So there was like pool and a bar downstairs and a pinball machine. And there was cornhole outside. So our family's super, super competitive. So we spent a lot of time in the gaming area. But we were also able to add a boat onto our rental. And I think that was my favorite part of it. And again, super easy. You know, it they have like a concierge service. So when I was like, hey, do you know where we can rent a boat and whatnot? They were like, oh, well, you can rent a boat through us. We'll set it up for you. It'll be delivered to your dock at check-in and you won't have to worry about it. You just leave it there when you check out and that'll be the end of it. Cool, perfect. It was a great pontoon boat. It rained off and on like all weekend. So we would have like little bits of sunshine where we'd all like jump on the pontoon boat and go out for two and a half hours. And then it would start to rain a little bit and would come back and play in the game room. But we had a really, really good time. And it did take our mind off of Elena not being here. But when we got back from the lake, I had to turn over Elena's room. And that was, that was really hard for me. You guys might have seen my Instagrams where... I kind of show it and, you know, not a lot needed to be done, but Elena left like a lot of little things that she needed to donate that she couldn't take with her that didn't fit in the box or her suitcase. And it was really hard to take that stuff to donation because I was like, oh, like this, this makes it real. Like she's not coming back, you know, and not to say that she'll never come back. My mom and I are already like devising a scheme to, not a scheme, (laughs) it's legit, (laughs) but we're thinking about maybe possibly opening an Italian goods uh, storefront or online store where Elena can help us and travel back and forth and be our, not only our translator, but can be the person on the ground in Italy to, you know, kind of do the deals. So who knows, maybe that will come to fruition, maybe it will not, but we're looking into a business plan for that now. Anyway... Once I got everything out of Elena's room, I was able to then say, okay, now how can I make this special for Laura, our incoming au pair? And I know a lot more this time than I did before. So your au pair has to have their own room and they also have to have access to a bathroom. And our bathroom happens to be attached to this room We have a pin board in there and a set of bookshelves. So looking around the room, I was like, how can I personalize this for Laura? I always like people to be very comfortable in my house. We love to entertain. So we got her a bathrobe that we hung in the bathroom. We got her some bath bombs. And on the pin board, I went on her cultural care profile, which is our agency, And if you guys ever have any questions about the au pair system, please feel free to reach out to me, not only at Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast on Instagram, but also on my personal page, all of the F words, and I am happy to answer questions there. But I went on her profile and I printed out some photos of her and her family that were already on there, and I put them on the pin board just to give it kind of that personalized feel. So she didn't feel like she was coming into another all pairs room. I also got a little frame and put our Wi-Fi passwords 
in the frame so that, you know, it was displayed and she can see it very easily so she could get in touch with her family as soon as she got here. We really tried to make the personal touches wherever we could, even in her gift basket that we left for her at the foot of her bed. It had some local goods in there. We got her a Charlotte mug. I mean, being from Columbia, she has to love coffee, right? <laughs> Especially in this house. So we got her a coffee mug that had that was like a Charlotte theme. There are There's a local section at Food Lion and my co-host Roy told me about this and I love this idea. So if you ever have somebody come and stay with you and you want them to kind of get the Charlotte vibe or maybe this is all over the country, I don't know, but there's a local section inside of Food Lion and it's got things that are goods from your area. So like ours had like a peanut mix and there were jams and teas and different things that are known to Charlotte that are produced here. So I got her a bunch of those. Her cell phone was in there. I put a Kiss t-shirt in there since I work for the station and we put a little backpack in there from the Hornets, a little drawstring backpack. I put in there a Panthers throw blanket because she loves sports. So we just wanted her to get a really good vibe and feel at home. So Laura arrived on a Friday and if you know Elena's story about getting here, this will make you laugh because I posted Elena's arrival story on my Instagram the week before Laura came in. And I was late to pick Elena up from the airport. It was my first au pair. I was so nervous. You know, we talked about everything that could go wrong on the radio show that day. So I was freaking out. Cash was sleeping. I had to wait for Dallas to come back to the house to sit with Cash so that I could go to the airport. And by the time I got to the airport, Elena's flight had been well in. She had her luggage and she was waiting for me at the baggage claim. Well, Laura's flight, I gave myself enough time. I was like, I will get there 10 minutes beforehand. I will be a baggage claim. So when she comes down the stairs, I can greet her with my big sign that the kids helped me paint and put their handprints all over. And she texts me as I'm driving to the airport and she's like, surprise, my flight's in early. And I'm like, oh, I'm late again. So by the time I got to the airport, Laura, of course, had her luggage too. And I'm trying to get her to stay inside the airport because that's the only place that she has Wi-Fi right now because she has her Colombian phone and doesn't yet have her American phone. And I text her and I'm like, hey, I'm walking in now. I'll meet you at A1. Well, she thought I meant outside, like on the curb. And she goes outside. So I'm standing A1 and I'm like, she said A1. I'm like, I don't see her. I walk the whole baggage claim. And I text her. I'm like, hey, I don't see you. Well, she doesn't have internet now. (laughs) So about 10 minutes later, she walks back into the baggage claim, gets internet, texts me back. And she's like, oh, I was outside. I'm at A1 now and sends me a picture. I'm like, great. Don't move. I'm coming to you. After a little miscommunication, I finally get her, give her a big hug. We get her loaded into the car and off we go to meet the kids. When I say Laura's arrival did not go how I had it planned and or envisioned in my head, Laura got here Friday. The kids came down with an awful cold on Saturday. So for a week, my children were nightmares. (laughs) Like Cash was having meltdowns and, 
he didn't feel good, so he just wanted to watch TV and lay in bed. And Cash only sleeps until like 7.30 on a good day. My man slept until 12 o'clock for two days straight. And that's when I was like, oh, he is sick. Cash starts to get a little bit better. Jackson comes down with it, which is my one-year-old. And Jackson got it so bad. We were at the doctor's office, I think three or four times in one week. So the first time we go, I'm like, he's really congested. He can't sleep. He's up crying half the night. Meanwhile, poor Laura is trying to get acclimated to, you know, her new working hours and a time change and everything else. Now, granted, she's from Columbia, so it's only a one-hour time change backwards. But still, like, you want to be getting your sleep when you are the first week on the job. And here we are, and my kid is screaming halfway through the night. Well, the doctor says, you know, RVS is going around, but I can't confirm it. I'm not going to test him because it even if he tested positive for it, the treatment would be the same. Unless he gets worse, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to admit him. You know, I go home. I come back in two days because he developed like a high-pitched whine wheeze in his breathing. And that was one of the things that the doctor told me to watch out for. And we made another appointment. We go in. The doctor said, yeah, it's our VS and he needs a breathing treatment. They give us a nebulizer, send us home again. We go back the next day just for a follow-up appointment. And the doctor then tells me that she has admitted five children just that day for RVS. And I'm like, man, when is this going? Like, when do we get a break? (laughs) (laughs) where like the poor kids are going through all these transitions with this new au pair. They haven't been able to bond with her. They've been sick as dogs. They're miserable. They're not sleeping. I just need, you know, and I'm still working. I'm getting up at 4 a.m. to to do work hours. But while the kids were sick, I didn't go into the office. I just worked from my home studio and remote broadcast. But I, I mean, it's hard. You guys know who, when you have kids, like it's hard to have to work a full-time job, have the kids during the day and they're not feeling good and you're trying to take care of them and balance everything. And I'm not complaining in any way, shape or form, but there is a moment where you're just run down and you're like, I'm going to get sick next because I'm not sleeping and I'm, I'm just running, running, running. But anyway, long story short, the children are getting better now. Finally, Jackson is feeling better. He's not having, you know, meltdowns at just moving him from the high chair to the playroom. And he's sleeping through the night now, finally. So hopefully, this is Laura's second week on the job. She will get a glorious week where she gets to bond with the kids and they're in better moods and we get to do some fun stuff. We, because Cashin was feeling better on Friday. Laura and I did take him to go see the Paw Patrol movie. It was his very first movie ever, and he did great. He loved it, kept asking to go back to the movie theater. And on Sunday, parents, I hope you're with me on this one, moms, can we just talk about Blippi for a second and how strange slash mesmerizing he is for kids 
I don't know one child that when you turn on Blippi, they wouldn't sit down and watch. I don't know if it's the outfit. I don't know if it's his tone of voice. I don't know if it's what he's doing in these videos, but kids love him. And Blippi the musical, Blippi Live, came to Charlotte. I took cash in. Laura went with me, and Laura and I are having such a good time just looking around because all of the moms are like so into it. And they're having such a good time watching their kids dance and have a great time. And then you see all the guys in the room and they just look absolutely miserable. <laughs> when we went out for intermission, yeah, there's intermission at kids shows. We go out and I'm like, I'll just get cash, like a bag of chips or a snack or something. And we get in the concession line it was all guys in the concession line because they had the bar open. I laughed so hard for the rest of the day. I, I had a great time. I loved seeing Cash Happy. He loved the show. And I'm not laughing at anyone's misfortune or miscoming. It is just, I, I'm laughing because my husband would have done the exact same thing. When I bought the tickets for Blippi, I said, Dallas, do you want to go with us? And he was like, I'm not going to that. Like, there's no way. There's preseason football on. Like, I that looks like hell for a man, and I'm all set at home. So he stayed home with Jackson, but that made me laugh. Anyway, that is my life update for the week. Hopefully, we will have Barb back ASAP, and we will have new episodes for you. But I did just want to catch you up on the Strigger Marola household life for the last two weeks because it has been such a whirlwind. And I know a lot of people have reached out to me on social media and asked about our new au pair. Once she gets fully settled, we'll definitely be sharing her handle on social media and giving her her proper welcome. We have family photos this weekend. So I'll have photos to share of her and the kids as well. And I just have to say thank you guys so much for all of your support. Again, if you have any questions about the all pair program, feel free to reach out to me. If you have any questions about anything we ever talk about on this podcast, reach out to us at mommyhood to menopause podcast or on our personal pages. I am all of the F words. Barb is Southern Blonde Chic and we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to the Mommyhood to Menopause podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you would join us weekly. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening.